but I'm ready whenever you are. Cool, I'm ready too. Uno. Salud. Salud. Let's go, Cesar. Let's go, man. All right, folks. Welcome back to episode 63. I am Omar here with Cesar, your co-host. And we got an action-packed agenda today. Cesar, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. Happy to be back. It's freaking Happy hot outside. Man. It is hot as shit. It's hot as shit. A lot of stuff going on. Super warm out. I went to La Bichota this weekend. Yeah, man. How was that? Got to see Carol G. It was, it was awesome. It was one of the... It was probably the loudest concert I've ever been to. It was one of the best. She is a complete showwoman. Everything about the show was amazing. The production, the setup, the sound. She sounded amazing. Um, and now she... I was supposed to go to the LA one that's this weekend. Yeah. But we had to switch it because of some some scheduling conflicts. But uh, no, yeah, she killed it. It was a lot of fun. You got to go to the next one. Yeah, I have to know. go out there with you guys Uh uh, next time around, I saw all the videos. I legit, on my Instagram story, there was one person who had all of the songs, it felt like. Every single. E- it felt I like every people. single song. And I was like, dang, just saved myself 130 bucks. Quite 130, <laughs> no man. Just, nice. uh, yeah, I would assume so. But I I don't know. I would uh, PSA to everyone. I think you should put your phones down at the damn concert. Do your favorite song. Do one for the hype. Do one that looks good for, uh, like, the lights look amazing. Take a couple pictures. But, oh, yeah. 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 You're, I've never looked back except for a handful of times at actual videos from concerts. Yeah, me too. Like, I have a ton of videos. And I think they're mo- mostly, most of them, I just remember them. You know, there's yes. sometimes that even during the video that I'm watching, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I forgot I took this one and this, yeah. this they performed this song. Like, I look back at a festival, think back. I just think of what I got in my memories. Yeah, know? una que otra cosa, sí, para el recuerdo. So it'll trigger, right, when you yeah. look at it. But, dog, todas las pinches canciones. Todas para You should be copyrighted, todas, to be honest. You should get in trouble for that shit. No manches. All right. But, yeah, we got an action-packed agenda for you guys. Some news uh, out of the Neymar camp. A whole bunch of drama always in PSG. And it looks like it's coming to a close. Uh, stuff coming out of the U.S. women's national team. Little drama there. Uh, we got a bunch of transfers that got confirmed. Everyone's going for so much money over 100 million. Everybody. Well, we got the world, the women's world cup about to wrap up. We're about to have the final this weekend. Uh, we got the Premier League back. We got the, the La Liga back. We got Leagues Cup wrapping up. Uh, we got this weekend. Yeah. Calcio is coming back. We got Bundesliga coming back. No shortage of football, you guys. Uh-huh. I'm going to. It's about to be lit. Yeah, all Liga of our Mekis is starting back up. And Liga Mekis. Oh, and MLS. MLS. Sunday. Oh, shit. All of okay. our partners are going to hate us. Let's go. Damn, let's go. Divorce rate's about to go up. I'm going to All right, folks. So let's get right into the top news. There's finally an end to a small chapter of the PSG drama, which is Neymar. He is officially going to Saudi side Al-Hilal. For a salary of over a hundred million a year, and they paid a ninety million fee to PSG. Yeah, God damn, they paid over two forty in total. Or Barcelona, PSG, 
to Barcelona back in the day, and they're getting less than half now from uh, Al Hilal, which I mean makes sense. He's thirty one now. Yeah, and I guess his best years are behind him, but it's still crazy that you know he's going to another like player, top player going to Saudi Arabia for a crazy amount. Um, I've seen some. Uh, the stuff he's getting, he's getting like a private jet. He's getting like two houses, a two private, car, two, two cars, cars yeah. luxury cars, a like twenty four seven driver. I uh-huh. saw that. A bodyguard, chefs, lo que quiera, va a ser un pinche rey allá. Fuck. I mean, that's how the majority of these guys are living, right? I mean, but a couple of them stand out a little bit more, like Neymar, like the Cristiano Ronaldo's. They don't have to lift a finger for the rest of their life if they oh, stay there God. in Saudi Arabia. But no, I mean, good for his bag. Yeah. Uh, for the soccer aspect to it, a lot of people are saying that this marks the end of his journey, the end of his competitive journey, uh, that this is him. This is the signal that he is giving up that competitive aspect. Um, and a lot of people are now starting to say that he should be labeled as like a flop, as like almost like a, like a Adriano type vibe, right? Because... Yeah. I, I think what kind of hindered him was the last couple of years with injuries. At Barcelona, everyone thought, damn, this he's going to go down as one of the greats, right? Yeah. And then injuries kind of start playing him, goes to PSG because of money, and injuries keep playing him. But now a lot of people are like, dude, this career overall is not that great. What do you think? Um, I actually think he shouldn't be labeled as an Adriano. I don't think, I think Adriano was a complete flop. I think this guy... Um, at Barcelona, he had some amazing years. He won a lot there. He won the champions. Won everything. Yeah. Everything. Um, the only thing that you can realistically say that he hasn't won is the World Cup. Uh, other than that, he's won pretty much everything. I think people are more upset about his potential than what could have been of Neymar. Like, we could have had another great, like, we're, we talk about Cristiano and, Neymar, and Messi. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Neymar was supposed to take that baton and be that next person. Um, but he never realized that potential, and I think it was his move that went when he went from Barcelona to PSG. That's the one that made that decision in his mind, and everything else followed. The injuries we've known what PSG has been; he, they have been really bad um, with transfers, with um, coaching decisions, a lot of stuff like that. That never made Mess uh, Neymar realize his full potential. Yeah, and uh, I mean, a lot of people have been. I mean, uh, so back in the day, everyone was saying that he was trying to leave Messi's limelight, right? Like yeah. the, he was trying to leave the the Messi shadow uh, at Barcelona to get his own team, which is interesting because Mbappe, it was his team. And yeah. then ultimately all of them ended up being at PSG. It is tough because, I mean, he is injury plagued and he needs to guarantee his money. And he's getting probably the best deal, honestly, in that Saudi league. But he could have given the world so much more soccer-wise. Yeah, I think he still had maybe another three, four years in him at a high level. Um, but you can't really blame him for wanting to go to Saudi Arabia. Amazing opportunity, like the money, the, the care he's going to get there. Um, like, What else can you blame him for? And we still don't know. That league can low-key become a top league in that area, right? And I don't know, one day maybe they get included into UEFA or like... Dude, that'd one, be insane. Or if yeah. one... There's I mean, no there's one. already rumors that like the... There's rumors. That they're going to be like a... There will be like a cup in between 
the federations or something, they're definitely going to go fight for those Champions Cups, the new versions of uh, of the Club World Cup. They're going to be packing some teams in there. They're going to have some firepower, right? Because, uh, I mean, a Saudi League's All-Stars right now would be a top European squad with Benzema, with, like, uh, Sadio Mane, with Brozovic, which with all these players, right, they're... They're not There's necessarily so just getting the the oldest of the oldest. They got powerful talent. Now it just depends if they can. I think if they can like cohesively be create amazing teams, right? Competitiveness, right? Yeah. Because you can have all these amazing stars, but if you don't have a team who's competitive or a league who's competitive, everybody's gonna drop their level. Yeah, and the majority of the teams, their back lines are dudes you have no idea who the hell they are, yeah. right? Because they're packing that front line. And then the back line is just like whoever's there, right? Yeah. So I, I want to see more of these teams signing defenders. Yeah, like <laughs> big name defenders. Fuck it. I mean, somebody's yeah. Sergio Ramos right there. Yeah, Sergio Ramos. Um, I don't know who not else. Not going to America, I'll tell you that. Oh, he's not. He's way too expensive for America. I'm sure that oil money is perfect for him. Like nine million a year or something. He was asking. Ten million a year minimum. Yeah, brother. Goddamn. <laughs> Los del DF pueden cooperar, güey. All right, folks. Uh, in other news, the U.S. women's national team. I'll start with the most burning thing because that just came in the news, like literally as we were parking in the here at the stew. Um, the U.S. women's national team coach, Blatko Andonovsky, he uh, resigned as the head coach after a lot of people were screaming for him to be fired. A couple months ago, right before the World Cup, during the World Cup, um, a lot of people were not happy with this performance. And, uh, yeah, he he took the gentleman's way out and uh, said good day, <laughs> um, which it gives me Tata vibes. Definitely. Even though Tata was ultimately fired. Yeah, it was. they had a terrible performance. Um, a lot of people on social media were really upset at the coach for not putting in the stars, like all the stars or the good players, the ones that would be able to make the difference during the game. They just sat on the bench. Yeah. And I think I think ultimately what a lot of people, what I criticize him for is that I don't think he did a good job moving from the older generation to fitting a system for, these new, for the new girls, for the young women on this team. He could have built something for the Sophia Smiths, for... Um, the Trinity Rodmans, I think, for this new generation to help them flourish. But I think he was still banking on Megan Rapino off the bench, Alex Morgan to come in, uh, the Julie Arts to overpower everybody. And it's not that type of game. Every no. other country in this in, in this tournament has ballers that are just as good. And younger. And younger and faster. And you have the superstars, the next generation, but I don't I don't think you give them the right tools, the right setup. Yeah, definitely it wasn't set up correctly. And it was already a hard task to begin with just because of yeah. what the U.S. Women's National Team like represents and who they are and their weight and their expectations. But the way he could have managed this a lot better than what he did. Yeah. Um, take criticism whatsoever, but like you have to make it happen. And he didn't at the end of the day. That's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you have the players. At the end of the day, you have to win games and – it did seem like the group stages, that's what it was, right? It's just like, no matter what, like, they made it through. They got a win. They got a win over here, right? And like, the superstars made it happen, but then you play against a tough squad like Sweden, 
and you the players have to step up they couldn't put one away right and that's um that's the legacy that he'll go down for yeah uh, i mean on his side of things he did win one world cup with them at the last one so i mean he gets his flowers there but you kind of go off the back door right you don't go on the you don't go out on the best of notes with the fans especially a fan a fan base that's been used to this dynasty right yeah. so uh, we'll see who takes the the crown at this world cup and we'll see what the us comes back with for the following one yeah we'll see who's uh, the next coach they're going to do an extensive search and we've heard that before with the men's side so we just hope they yeah. they choose the right they need the a right big coach, name the right fit they need a big name and, and get us some women in there yeah get us some women we uh, got some quality women's coaches in other U.S. Women's National Team news, Carly Lloyd was breaking the headlines by um, getting some backlash for what she said about the U.S. Women's Team in that game against Portugal. I don't know why it's coming up now, but she had to come out and defend herself because she said on the Fox broadcast that the best U.S. Women's National Team player on that in that game was the post. I'm dead. <laughs> Because in the last one of the last play of the game, one of the last plays of the game, the the Portuguese striker went on a breakaway, kicked it around the keeper, it hit the post and went out instead of going in right. And uh, I thought that was funny. I mean, Alexi Lalas was on the coverage, and those fools are just fucking clowns, and they were laughing about it. Um, but yeah, she made that comment. People pushed back, and she came out and defended herself and said, "I don't hold my tongue." I said what I said. Let's go. They are not good. They did terrible. All these things. and Put some respect on her name. Yeah. God. Man. Carly Lloyd is not one to hold her tongue. Uh, some of her takes are pretty freaking wild. But, yeah, I'll give her that, that she's, she's real and she does not hold her tongue. And, I mean, in that game, it it's true. Like, the post saved them in that last play. Yeah. Yeah, they would have gotten eliminated. Yeah, that would have been exactly. so bad. I remember them celebrating at the end of that game. It's like, imagine if that would have gone in. Exactly. Pasu casa. Pasu casa. Ganaron, pero pasu casa. <laughs> All right. Um, let me move these things a little bit too high. All right. Let's move on to some transfers, Cesar. Let's go. Nestar dinero. Todo este dinero en el mundo fútbol, they don't give us any. Cabrones. All right, Kepa to Real Madrid on a loan from Chelsea. Chelsea has so many damn players, they're just giving them out for free, apparently. Uh, he comes in to Real Madrid, and this fool sounded like Real Madrid desde la cuna. You see his interviews? No, what is he He was saying, que tan grande la institución, que los mejores del mundo, que this and that. I would love to stay here forever, he said. He's only there on loan. I know. I was like, dog, you still have to go back. And then he came in and he was like, because that fool doesn't hold his tongue either, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw him in that PK. Yeah, when he doesn't want to come out. Yeah. In the interviews, he's all about like me, me, me. I need to start. I think this was a, a good statement of him. He came out and he just straight up said, uh, like, my respects for Guler, the young dude that Real Madrid got, the Turkish kid, mm -hmm. um, to Militao. And to the, uh, Courtois for their injuries. I hope you guys, I wish you guys a speedy recovery. And there I was like, go. damn, That's this big. press conference is about you. And this fool's like, get some bold statements overall, is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. yeah. About him wanting to stay there, that just overall seemed like 
probably the perfect incoming player as an owner. Florentino, Florentino Perez, Perez was probably like. Eso es todo. Ese es mi hijo. Es, estos son los que yo traigo. No mamadas. <laughs> no hay mamadas aquí, güey. But, you know, yeah. Kepa to Real Madrid, I think that. Cae como el anillo al dedo, güey. Sí. I think that's an yeah, amazing signing. Attitude-wise, press conference-wise, está bien. Pero Kepa has been picking up his game a little bit with yeah. Chelsea. Um, so we just hope he continues that trend upward and not have any of these blunders or more fighting with the coach or anything like that because Real Madrid don't need that right now with Courtois Nancelotti's not going to let that shit happen. No, I mean, of course not. And, and you hope Kepa has, like, understanding that there's, yeah. like, a, how do you say, like, status or not status, but, like... Like a hierarchy there? Yeah. Yeah, and he's at the bottom. Dog. Yeah, it's, he, uh, enseñarse a respetar, you know? Yeah. He, I think he'll grow as an adult, as a human there. Uh, and then at the end of the day, he's on loan. So yeah. Ancelotti's not going to be, he's not going to freaking play around with the trigger if he's got to pull in the backup keeper. He's like, no, hey, I don't know. I stay, but yeah, sí. go back to Chelsea. So it's a big opportunity for Kepa. He just needs to make it happen. Yeah, he can, he can make a big move out of this. Ramadri can trigger that uh, release clause, do something, keep yeah, him there. And more than that, like there's a whole bunch of eyes on him now. Like imagine if he does really well and Ramadri don't pick him up. He's going to go back to Chelsea and be the starter for sure. Exactly. Uh, in other news, we got Paqueta, Lucas Paqueta, El Rey del Baile. Uh, going over, uh, rumored, rumored that by tomorrow, so this might be confirmed once you guys are listening in, that Manchester City is going to pay over $120 million. 120 million euros or dollars. You take your pick. It's more than either of them. But that they're going to pay that much for Lucas Paqueta. Jesus. When just a year and a half ago, I believe, West Ham paid forty million, and I I don't know. In my opinion, you got to take some of these things into consideration. They paid that much, and he I think he had a disappointing. The whole team had a whole damn disappointing season at West Ham. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean disappointing? They won the Conference League they in se- in season. Okay, okay. In the league, they Domestic barely league. they barely got out of relegation, and yes, yes, yes Conference yes. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You get less than making it out of group stages and champions. And your trophy, you go to Europa. Ay, okay, ay, hey, pero algo es algo. But no, but it no, it no, means no. a lot for them. No, but they got to move up that table in Premier League. They did not do for great. Sure. But yeah, I mean, this is this will be the flip of the century. It would. If they can get them for 40 mil, have them for one year, and flip them for three times. Yeah, this is a, a no-brainer for me, for West Ham. I mean, at the end of the money. day, like, a veces ves un jugador por lo más que te sirva a ti en tu equipo. Somebody's paying three times the amount that you bought him for. Like, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, like, you have to take it. With that money, you can bring someone who's better than him or bring two or three players who can, who are super young that are going to ball out, and then you could do that same thing, flip them again in a couple yeah. of years. The only times that we've seen teams really just push back and be like, nah, dog, it's because, like, they're instrumental to that team. They need them there or else the whole damn team will fall apart, right? And I don't think Lucas Paqueta is that for West Ham, so I think they should not really double think it. They should not think too much about it. Just take that damn money, flip it into six other $20 million players. I want to Y que se vaya a bailar a City. Y sí, ahí en la banca. <laughs> that was not seeing the light of day off the bench. Jesus yeah. Christ. 
All right. Uh, Cesar Montes, more for us CONCACAF folks, is being rumored to Almeria. Yeah, and Cesar Montes just went back on training, like, with the full team. But he's separate, no? But now, today came out that he's actually being separate, that he talked to Let's the squad, go. and the squad understood. Um, so maybe this move is going to happen. And remember, Espanol is in the second division. Almeria is in the first of uh, La Liga, so this move would be perfect for him so he can keep continuing to grow. Yeah. they I mean, they're not the greatest not of, the greatest, uh, but he but gets another shot. At gets another shot. Flight. He can save them, them stay multiple seasons. And uh, yeah, if it's on a, if it's on a purchase, that'd be awesome too. All right. So, so let's take it around the leagues. What we were talking about a little bit earlier, the women's world cup is about to come to a close because we have a final. We have Spain versus England. But it's either coming home or viene pa casa, ¿verdad? Viene pa su casa. So, a ver qué, a ver qué pasa. And, uh, yeah, the Spain, the Spain game was really good. It, they played Sweden, who knocked out the U.S., and Spain won what? But it was, I think, overshadowed by the drama of which we all saw, which was nobody wanting to celebrate with the coach. Yeah. Alexi Putellas came out as a sub, who we all know is a recent Ballon d'Or winner. Um, the whole damn team after the game was over, nobody wanted to shake the damn hand of the coach. And uh, it it went straight to the tabloids. What ended up happening was, I mean, th- this has been known for a good while, but before the World Cup, la- early late last year, 15 of the players from the Spanish women's team uh, sent out letters to the Federación de España, the RFF, and they said that they would not be available for selection if... Vilda, the current Spanish coach, is there because he was affecting their mental health and their emotional well-being. And what did the Spanish Federation do? They told them to suck it up. Yeah. And uh, they demanded apologies. And they said that the women's... They said that the players are not in a good space, in a good place. They should not be the ones to be affecting coaching decisions because they said they did not want that coach there they wanted him removed and they rather backed him yeah that's terrible yeah really terrible like unthinkable that the federation would do this like you have 15 players coming to you saying it's more than half of the team that's way more than half of the team important players as well coming to the federation writing letters like this is serious and they're like we can't do it with this coach like he's whatever he's doing at practices games it's affecting our mental health or well-being. It's, it's affecting us on the day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be selected. I don't want to represent. I want to represent Spain, but I don't want to be under this coach. Um, and it's the federation just turned around and said, "A big fuck you, yamanos." Ni modo, a jugar. And so about ten of them came back. I yeah. think like five in different bunches. I think five immediately came back, and then like five like right before. But out of the five that were left, there were a couple of ballers. Barcelona players, a couple stars from the team. Keep in mind, Barcelona just won the Champions League for the women's side. Exactly. So they're missing in this squad some very good players. And uh, the Federation just basically said, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll figure it out later. I don't know, maybe we'll talk about it. But no, just come back. Apo- they asked, they told them, you guys need to apologize. And just basically shut up and dribble. Like they yeah. told LeBron James back in the day, right? And it's just so disappointing, and it's reflected in the game. People were taken to Twitter because 
Alexi Putellas comes out of the sub. He tries to give her a handshake, and she's like, tu madre, cabrón, sí. hazte para allá. Tu madre, está bien feo. Sí. And then the game's over. They win. Come back. Two, two goals within like 10 minutes to win. And um, they're all celebrating and nobody's going to the coach. Everyone's yeah. doing their own thing. And they're almost avoiding the coach yeah. as they're celebrating. It's like all of the, the women's are celebrating one end and then you just see the camera pan out to the coach. Mm-hmm. And basically just the immediate coaching staff just celebrating by themselves. They never m- mixed. Yeah, no, it, I mean... It makes sense, and I, it's just so sad that they couldn't make a decision before, and that was eight months, ten months before the World Cup. You could do something, but, I mean, hopefully something happens afterwards. This team is firing on all cylinders, even with the issues, Yeah, and they're going to play a final. I'm surprised they didn't just, like, throw games earlier, like, just say, fuck it, a perder, and just go home. Yeah, but they're, I mean, even with the issues they're having, they're making it all the way to the final. And if they win, that's going to be huge. Like, what do they do? Like, At this point, I feel like they're just playing for, for themselves. Yeah. The players are playing for themselves and for their country. And they're sending a clear message once they go celebrate. That's clear as daylight that we don't fuck with the coach. Yeah, but like as the federation. This win is for us and us only. So they win. What does the federation do? They're going to be like, I'm going to keep the winning coach. I mean, you are, but are they going to come back? That's the tough thing. They probably yeah. won't come back. They're going to be like, yeah, gane. I hope they like, like yeah, I hope, I hope they're like, yeah, take a stars. We're not going anymore. Take whoever you want. That'll deal with your shit. And we'll see if you guys can win now. We show we can win even without a coach. Yeah. I, it's going to be wild. I don't know. But um, in the other game, England versus Australia, England gave it to Australia 3-1. Uh, that was a good game. My homegirl, Lauren Hemp, came through, who I called out as a player to watch with yep. an assist and a goal. She balled out this game. Let's go. English squad looked really good. Uh, Australia's been looking good all tournament, but, I mean, they they just seemed like the quality was just there for England. They just looked overall way better. Sam Kerr, who's historic there for the Australian squad, got her goal in. She got a banger of a goal, too. Yeah, it looked tight. That was the 1-1. Uh, amazing goal. It looked like it was going to be good, but then at the end, the English squad just pulled through. Lauren Hemp had that goal at the 71st. And then um, Alessia Russo from my Arsenal, let's go. She scored the one to put him away, that dagger in the 86th. And I'm going to say La Casa Australia, even though it's right down the street. <laughs> yeah, you saw a lot of people celebrating after um, Sam Kerr's goal. So it was... It was a good. They put up a good fight, but ultimately, the English, uh, the English league with the women's side has been really strong. They're producing yeah. some great players, and we're seeing it now on the national team. So, if it's coming home, it's gonna be a good time for it to come home. It's if it's coming home, it's coming home on the women's side. Yes, now, I would love for this English squad to do it because they have such good quality. The Spanish squad has good quality, but they got the drama going on. But I would love for them to get their flowers and to win it as well. But then at the end of the day, the it's coming home thing is really funny when it doesn't come home. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, maybe next time, brother. Like, I don't know. But And keep in mind, all of this without Lauren James. And she's back next game. She's back next game. So you can As imagine. a coach, do you put her in? Do you leave the chemistry it, there that you got? It just depends. Lauren Hemp so. is starting because she's because not she's in, not and in. she balled out. 
And uh, need so my homegirl in there. You just gotta, yeah. You just gotta kind of read the the flare up in the in the. This is why they make the big bucks. Is that coach to yeah, make this you decision? Just have to make those decisions. But this is one of those where you just want like el, que gane el mejor. No, so no, I actually want Spain to win. I want the 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 women, the players to be like, look, we did this without the coach. Yeah. Shove it up. Vámonos. Give us another coach and we do it again. Yeah. I mean, they have a lot. and But England also deserve it, you know. They've worked hard and they've been doing things right. I think for the Euros, they were finalists. They won so, it. Or they the won Euros. it. And the, so it's just they're both really good teams. So La revancha yeah, right now. Almost means Española. You know, y'all conquered us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Premier League. Set side, we got week one under the belt. Uh, we started off the week with Manchester City smacking Burnley, as we all expected. And Erling Haaland got everyone excited that they were going to win their Premier League until they realized that he's owned in 90% of other teams. Yeah, so everyone's dude. like, Nimodo. And then that's when the question happened, do you have him as captain, though? Yeah, that's the big thing. If you didn't have him as captain, you're a dumbass. Yeah, and then what, somebody in our uh, FPL had a him on Erling, the bench. Erling had on the bench. No, wow. that's no, that's, that's unforgivable. Criminal. <laughs> that is unforgivable. But yeah. you cannot do that. Jeez, and th- guess what place they're in? Dead last, of course. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, Holland scored a brace. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is injured. What's new in all those statements that I just said? Kevin De Bruyne is out for four months. This dude's just so injury prone, and it mainly happens in big games. This I don't think this was a big game. It was against Burnley, bro. It's as big as it gets. No, <laughs> I mean it was the opening game, right? And you want you want a big uh, like opening game to your season, and you want yeah. him to be there all season. But they still win championships no matter what, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I mean Erling Holland again with the brace, just like he did at the beginning of last season. Facilito. Your game. Um, this Manchester City is strong, and they seem invincible. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a long season. Injuries like KDB's can happen to Erling Haaland. Hopefully, it doesn't. But it can happen to a lot of players that are vital for for this Manchester City team. So we'll just take it as we go. It. Do you think this Burnley squad is going to hold up against other teams, or do you think they're just? Uh, do you think it was really hard to? Yeah. To see porque Manchester City just came off of winning a treble. Yeah. Right? They have a stacked, stacked squad. It's so tough it's, to gauge. It's tough to gauge whether Burnley is going to be able to stay afloat or stay up in the in the Premier League, or they're going to have to go back down to the Championship. But I think for me, the the light at the end of the tunnel is Vincent Company. Yeah, Vincent Company is a tough, tough coach, uh, and he he was the one that brought him up. I'm. If I had a bet right now, I'd say Burnley stay up. Yeah, I think that's a good bet. Um, it's just, like you said, it's tough to gauge. City is just so good. It's the worst team you could start up against, literally. Yeah. And I think their biggest gauge is going to be next week, right? It's wh- whoever it is, it, it'll be a better weekend than it will be if you're facing City. But yeah, Nimola for them. Rodri seems to be like he's on fire right now. Dude scores, assists, whatever he can. He he assists. We can just kind of mesh it in with the Super Cup today. They played against Sevilla uh, for the winner of Champions versus Europa. City won in penalty kicks. Rodri gave the assist. 
to uh, Palmer. Uh, yeah, 21-year-old Palmer. Who's been balling, too. He scored on the Community Shield against Arsenal. He scores here. That full screaming for minutes. But, yeah, Rodri gave the assist. He's been, He scored in the Champions League final. Now that Gundogan's not there, now that the Bruins not there, he's kind of seems like he's he's like dog from the six. I'll put everybody on my back. <laughs> Let's real. go, Padelante, cabrones. Yeah, he's in todo terreno. He's been everywhere, assisting, scoring, um, literally box to box, literally. And seems like so chill and so calm on the ball. Um, it's freaking awesome, phenomenal to see. And I can only see, you know, if this continues, it'll probably become really important for, for City if he's not already. I saw a take that was saying about Moises Caicedo getting 120, like 100 mil or whatever from Chelsea. Yeah. And they were saying like, oh, like they were saying, oh, he's just so good at the six. He can even play the eight. He can play on a little bit to the sides. And then they were like, I who else is that good at the six in the Premier League? I was like, dog, do you know my homeboy Rodri? To Rodri, Rodri is the fucking man in the Premier League like literally maybe you're not even thinking about him just because he's already like in a godly level but no, he is the best six in the game yeah today definitely. today and all of mamas I'd even say uh, the world dog yeah everywhere on mamas easy fight me for that shit fuck so Manchester City tie 1-1 the banger of a goal that in Nasri way you see Acuna from the Argentinian yeah. squad Fucking long ass cross, and then Azri's like, I'm gonna scoping on the header, the shit in. Fucking header beating Ederson. Yeah, I'm gonna 1 0. It was super early in the first half, right? Yeah, and it was a madrugado goal. And then Rodri got that cross into Palmer, got that 1 1. They go to PKs. And what's his name? Gudel. Gudel. Gudel, the center back from, from Sevilla, Sevilla, missed his PK off the crossbar, and they lose. And we yeah. all thought City was. Gonna choke. Gonna choke and go home. They just had uh, the community shield, and they were also in PKs, and they choked. Let's go. Come on, my arsenal. <laughs> so I had my money on Bono, but Bono couldn't come up with the save. Um, and then eventually that center back. That fool's checked back. out. He's going to Saudi League. He's going to Saudi too. He's, uh, I saw this morning they said uh, after the Super Cup, he's going to decide if he leaves to Saudi or not. So he's probably checked out. He's probably like, let me get that bag, bro. No, he's checking the bank account. He's like, hey, he's is like, they, I need my money, did bro. Did they add the extra zero like I asked, yeah. dog? Where's See, my no. chauffeur, my my private flight? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. He's like, I didn't win the trophy. I'm gonna, but I, uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, uh, City won a trophy. What's new with that either? But as yeah. ex- as expected. And then after the match, I mean Pep was like Palmer's either going to stay and he's going to be important to the club or he's going to be sold, but he's definitely not going to be loaned out. So Palmer has got some weight to him now. He was man of the match. Well, that's interesting cuz I think he's getting all this hype very close to the end of the transfer window. So can they max out how much they can sell him for? I don't know. I don't know if there's a buyer out there. I thought they would loan him, him so he could been. so he can fucking ball out and then come back as a starter. Right? But he's saying he can stay on the bench though, come in often, more often. More often, yeah. Or we sell him for a lot. They're not yeah. gonna sell him for a little, dude. He's a freaking he's been killing 21, it. Twenty one, yeah. 
He scored a... I don't know. I don't know if I like that decision. I figured that alone... You don't like the decision or you don't like the words of Pep? I I, I mean, I think they can... Pep can loan him to like Barcelona, who would want him on the low. And he balls out starting with like a... They add these clauses, right? You got to play this certain amount of minutes or else you owe us more money, right? He plays every minute at Barcelona under Xavi, kills it, comes back, starter. I don't know, man. I mean, it would fit because Ansu Fati just got rumored that he's leaving as well. Yeah. So at Barcelona, it would fit. And, you know, he plays under Pep, Xavi, Pep. I think he... Yeah. I think, yeah, I think Pep just maybe more than anything is saying he's staying. But if you want him... Come show me that money. Yeah, dog, open that checkbook. Let's I go. Know. I don't know. All right, moving on. Arsenal beat Nottingham Forest 2-1. Not as impressive as I would have loved Right, especially after uh, beating City in the Community Shield, they look strong. It was two zero until the end, uh, and unfortunately, <laughs> I have a fan. It was you were in first place until the end. Yeah, and fuck you, dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, I got the mile away. Let's go. And uh, I don't know. For I hate playing Premier League fantasy because when certain things happen to my teams, I like should be sad, but then I get kind of happy. Because oh, okay. I was going up against dudes that had like Ra- uh, Ramsdale or, or like a center back from Arsenal, and I was like, "Yes, yeah, a goal, clean sheet." But no, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, Awoniyi, yeah. uh, the dude that scored for Nottingham Forest, get him. Fuck, this he, the the tall dude. Yeah, like yeah he was six, a monster seven, last season, yeah. but he started on the bench. And fun fact: lifelong Arsenal fan. He is. Yeah. Oh shit. Let's go, baby. Went to Paraca. Could let go of it and swap him for Eddie, dog. Eddie and get, yeah. get him out of there and get this dude. He's a monster. Yeah, but uh, Nottingham Forest, uh, parece que they're more of a mid table team now. Yeah. They've getting good uh, reinforcements or good uh, transfers in, and they're planning on getting more. But yeah, this Nottingham Forest that had over 18 transfers last yeah. season when they, were, they first came up, yeah, they're no strangers to the transfer market. But Arsenal, I think they could have done better. Um, but, I mean, it's the first game. We'll learn more about a lot of these teams as we go, especially your Newcastle. We'll learn more after their next game. Uh, but, no, why, yeah. Why are you saying it like that, bro? Because I know you, we're about to get to them. I'll just skip to them. I mean, I mean, they won 5-1 to one against a good cool. Aston Villa side from last season under Unai Emery. You're super excited. We talked about it right before the podcast. Um, and you even added a note. Our Newcastle series top four. Maybe even top three contenders. Are uh, they? I think so. I think they are top four contenders for sure. I think two and three are going to be fought by Arsenal and Liverpool. Do you think Newcastle can break that? I think, damn, it's going to be a good one. I think they're going to be either third or fourth just because Newcastle center mid and attacking with Almiron they're just they just seem really solid right now and harvey barnes and now. harvey barnes off the bench joe ellington guimarães they're solid so now the good question smart. is can they keep that zero in the back right here i mean it was 5-1 against a really good aston villa and last year the defense was their strong point they yeah. were the menos goleado with city i think it was like maybe one goal difference so yeah they, so they need to keep that in place and keep being a lockdown def- Defense team, Elo, being able to go attack and score all the goals that, you know, we've seen. So I'm really excited for this team. And 
you know, I can see him going, Damn, staying in the Champions excited. League. For, they have Champions League, yeah. Let's go. That's so. going to be tough, too. Them yeah. and Arsenal, they're not used to it the last couple seasons, right? And now they have it this year. So where does that attention go? Do you get tired when you come back on flights? We'll see. Um, no, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to, that top four battle is going to be good. And I think, unfortunately, with a Kevin De Bruyne injury, it might make for a more thrilling title race. We'll see what happens at the top. Um, no, yeah, but I have Harvey Barnes on Newcastle and a couple of my teams. Yeah, I came off the bench con ganas, way. He got you like seven, seven, nine eight points. points. Nine I points. Like, Jeez. That fool played like 20 minutes. He came in. He's like, Coach, I got you. Don't even worry. Everything you're saying, I'm going to do. Yeah, I had Joe Ellington and Guimarães, and they couldn't give me more than two points. I was like, bruh. It's a waste. All right. In other news, we got Brighton. They smacked the newcomer Luton Town four to one. Uh, Brighton's looking good. They, they, Left Caicedo out, even though the transfer wasn't confirmed yet. They put my boy Pascal Gross back in the middle. I love that dude. He's been on my fantasy past two seasons. Um, I think Brighton can be top six. I think so as well. I think they've geared up. They're a really well-oiled machine, and they didn't even have Caicedo this game. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to bring anybody in like before the transfer, and I think they've, they've been making too much money. They need to spend it, dog. I want to go on a spree. Uh, they've been signing young players from South America. But I'm like, dog, get yourself a star. You're still missing a nine. They are. You got Joao Pedro who's playing like a 10, right? Behind this weekend, behind Welbeck. Welbeck's yeah, no. not the top nine you think he may no. be. Get yourself something. Evan Ferguson... Tall Irishman is a baller, but he's young. Get yourself something. To be fair, he did score this weekend, Everett Ferguson. Off the bench, though. Yeah, I mean, maybe he should start then. Yeah, yeah. One of them's got to break through if they want this team to be serious. They are serious, but if they want to they want to ball out and do some, some good stuff in European ball. Manchester United beat the Wolves 1-0 on Monday, uh, and United barely got by... With a little bit help from VAR. From B-A-R. From the famous Varchester United. Um, yeah, Onana completely came out and beat the shit out of their strike, their six-foot-six striker uh, at the Wolves that comes off the bench. And I don't know what Onana was doing. I think he just got a little bit too excited. And he was like, it's the end of the match. I need to go for this. All he- the memes of him being Eddie Guerrero doing the frog <laughs> splash and like... Just jumping off the top rope, suplexing everybody. It Bruh. was insane. Like, he straight up clotheslined the guy mid air, and I was like trying to look at it from like a different angle. I was like, because he was my keeper in fantasy in the budget, and I was like, wait, maybe maybe he got the ball from over here, but no, dude, that's full straight <laughs> Fuck, up. Bro, that food didn't get the ball. He was probably like a meter off. Wait, like he, he was, was so off. He was so off. I don't know how they didn't mark a PK there. I'm still clueless to yeah. to this day. The ref that had the zoomed sure. in fucking picture of it, and he was just still like scratching his head in front of the thing. Like I don't know, the yeah. ball might be right there. And they even all the the bar referees and the three the two linesmen in the center they all got dropped. Um, they won't be oh the next, yeah the next fixture as so they it, should. It was serious, man. Um, 
Yeah, but other than that, this United team feels really soulless. Like, there's no, like, fire in them. I think they need a nine, and they need to drop Rashford, is what I was seeing a lot of people say. Rashford does his best wide, right? Yeah. And today they put him up, that game they put him up top, and they got Garnacho, who's usually their silver tooth super sub. Yeah. Right? And they put him in as a starter. I don't think he gave that same oomph. Yeah. Maybe when they get Hoyland. I mean, they, when he comes back from then, his injury. He's, he's really young as well. Like, they should get somebody who's, like, ready. Ready. And Wag like, horse. No, bring him back. I just, yeah, Rashford's better on the left wing, and Anthony just cannot do a cross or take on one on one to save his life. Like, Bruno, Tampoco, just nobody. Yeah. It's going to be, I, th- I think, uh, Ten Hag has to give a little bit, meter un poquito más de mano to get these guys going. Their back line looked good. They yeah. looked pretty solid. Varane scored the goal. This, two defenders had to connect to get the goal with Juan Bisaka uh, crossing it into Varane. But, yeah, I think they need a little bit more firepower up top. Bruno didn't look that great in the game, honestly, no. like attacking-wise. But Garnacho, I think, was the biggest disappointment in a start. I think they need a... A nine to so could drop Rashford. Chelsea versus Liverpool probably skipped. That shit was fucking whack. Yeah, that shit was boring. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna leave that in too. That shit was, <laughs> that shit was whatever. Mo Salah got a whack. goal, got a goal taken away, uh, and then he came out as a sub and he got pissed. And he threw his fucking jersey, and his his uh, agent came out and was saying, "Dog, we're getting all these offers from Saudi Arabian teams, and y'all are gonna do this to your star player." We're getting offers for 100 million, 200 million. Okay, Liverpool, yo le hubiera. Aquí está la puerta, cabrón. Te la abro, güey. Eso Where are your bags? I'll take your bags. <laughs> Don't Vámonos. Jurgen, Jurgen, bring his bags, please. Bring his bags, come on. <laughs> no, I mean, but he's your star, man. Hay que tratarlos bien también. Preparenle un burrito para que se lo vaya comiendo. When should Mo Salah come out as a sub? I mean, to... Okay, wait, pero es decisión de club. Well, yeah, y me lo respetas, I'm, okay? Yeah. Me lo no, respetas. A veces la gente también hacen errores, güey. That's what I'm saying. Like, dog, like, he gave the assist for the first goal. He scored another one that was offside. Like, come on. Pero me respetan a club, eh, cabrones. A mí me hago respetar. <laughs> Soy hombre. <laughs> All right. Y esta es mi casa y aquí vamos por mis reglas, dijo. Cesar, so, so you had a couple notes on here. Yeah, all three newly promoted teams lost. So Burnley, Luton Town, and Sheffield United. They As all they lost should. this weekend. Just and kid. last season's top four all won their first match week. Um, so that kind of gives you an idea of where we stand right now. Um, and the rest of the teams you know, don't really. Some It sounds like teams need to make some adjustments. They do. They do, but Switch quick, it on, uh, quick little stab for y'all. I thought it was interesting. Hell yeah, I love it. All right, let's move on to La Liga. Uh, Barcelona 0-0 with Getafe. And uh, Xavi came out upset because of the refing decisions and basically said, why would anyone watch this soccer? Jeez. Esto no es fútbol que le gustaría ver a la gente. Tío. Tío. Sí. And he, I was like, 
What do you mean? We love soccer. <laughs> Why would people not want to watch yeah, this? You're Barcelona, come score on. Score goals then and make it damn exciting. Goddamn. Jeez, instead you have Araujo over here playing volleyball. That fool did a fair catch. I saw a tweet. He, was, <laughs> he like waved up in there. He's like, I got it. Fair catch. I want to. Oh well, my God. I didn't, what ha- I didn't see the full extent of it. What happened? Um, they just gave him like a long cross from like one side of the pitch to the other, and then I don't know if he was like, "Oh, it's too high, I can't head her. I might as well catch." Like it. a joke, like a joking, like you know, like, eh, you need to throw your hands up. But we'll like, see, pero like, I mean, even if it's going over your head and you can't get it, like usually just let it go and yeah. go back to your spot. This was like three quarters up the pitch, like just let it go and go back to your spot. Your center back, goddamn it! But instead, he caught it. And as soon as he caught it, he's like, oh, my bad, my bad. He didn't even get a yellow. <laughs> no. So I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> it's hella random. That's hella but weird. Yeah, hella weird. Uh, it was hilarious for me. <laughs> Rafinha got a red. Did you watch the game? I did not. It was just, it was like in the midday on Saturday. Yeah, it's it was kind of like, weird. Uh, was um, Real Madrid beat Athletic 2-0. And Jude Bellingham scored. What a, I think he had an amazing game. He had a good presentation with that squad. I think they overall looked very good. Um, but, yeah, he had his fame celebration in front of the Athletic fans, opening the arms out wide. Aquí estamos. What else do you want? I'm here and I'm staying. Um, and uh, there's a famous picture of the fans all fucking cussing him out, yelling shit at him, throwing shit at him. Yeah. Well, but he looks very comfortable, very good in La Liga. Yeah, it fit like right in. Um, he's fitting in. He guess like I said, he's a talented player. Super talented. He's player. scoring. He's helping out the team. Like Florentino Perez, like hit the nail on on the head with this one. Like, and, like I said, and goodbye to a generation of midfielders. Yeah, because no longer are we seeing Tony Kroos, not seeing Modric. Now we see a mid uh, of Camavinga, Bellingham, Valverde, even Chomenani in there. Yeah, like this. Yeah, this is a revamped Real Madrid squad. We'll see what they can do in a full season in Champions League. And they, I feel like I'm a Barcelona fan, right? But Real Madrid, how they ran that club, especially with this example of the midfield, with this new midfield, that's how you should do it. Yep. That's how you should manage your financials. That that's how you should bring in players, trust players. Um, even if they're older, when they were uh, Modric, they were still pulling through. Like that's how you pick out best players. And like, why can't Barcelona do that? Like, I'm pissed. Are you directly talking about Sergio Busquets and Rakitic that they just let go? Yeah, they could have like, kept like a really veteran, good midfield. While you brought in, while you start bringing in dudes and get yeah. them in as subs, refresh the game. But then they take over like now. Like, look at this. Yeah, and Kamavinga was there, I think it's his first or second Kamavinga season. Kamavinga is at least his second, second or third. Second or third, yeah. The same with two Chomenani. Chomenani, like he was there last season. It's like, this is how you do it. This is how you flip over the page. And now they're ready to take over. And they're ready. Completely take over the whole league. Atletico Bilbao, Athletic Club is a strong club in La Liga. They've never been relegated. Um, and for you to put in these young players who have only had a couple of pregame seasons going... And they bring out a win at Athletic Club's pitch. Like, that shows that you've prepared and that you're ready for the season. Yaguas con esto, güey. Vámonos. 
Yeah, you said even though you're a Barcelona fan, pero hay que reconocer sí, no, ¿no? Sí. la calidad. All right, Cesar, let's bring it to North America. We got League's Cup wrapping up, and they completely forgot the Mexican teams on the train. God damn. Um, Monterrey was the last Liga MX squad that was left after a comeback win versus LAFC, which was impressive, if I were to say. Yeah. Down 2-0, they came back. My boy Jordi Cortizo put the team on his back and uh, really helped them uh, to come back versus the LAFC, and then they lose to Nashville. Yeah, it just which I thought they had more controlled than the LAFC game, but it came off of a stupid turnover from Monterrey. Uh, Andrada came out the back with a really shitty, sloppy ball out. Funes Mori had a sloppy positional play on the defender, header back in. Mukhtar gets it, opens a wide goal. Yeah, I three just, touches. My problem here is if I'm a goalie, if I'm Andrada, and I'm trying to give it to Funes Mori, who's on Funes Mori? Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Yeah. Zimmerman, huh? That's the toughest matchup. You've known that Zimmerman is a really good header. He scored before for both club and country. Like, why are you playing it so central? And why are you playing it to that defender? Play it wide. Play it on the ground. Anybody else, there's nine other players out there. Don't choose the guy who is marked by a badass center defender who knows how to header. And put it in a place that it just seemed more advantageous for Zimmerman to get over Funes Mori, right? It, Funes Mori seemed to have the position, just not above, right? So, like, I would have figured he would have given him to feet almost and have them fight it out. But that specific spot made it so easy for Zimmerman to just put it back in play. Yeah. And, bro, if he could put it back straight into Mukhtar, who had a wide open mid. Yeah, because the center backs go wide. Yep. Right? When your goalie had it, that's how they play. The center backs go wide. So the middle, there's a big-ass gap in the middle. And that's where Mukhtar just came in and said, well, thank you very much. Facilito opens it wide. Surridge with a beautiful one-touch. Yeah, it was a beautiful corner. goal by him. It was a beautiful touch. Yeah, and Monterrey just couldn't come back after that. And, yeah, now there's no more Liga Mekis teams. On the other side, we had Inter-Miami versus Philly, and Inter-Miami is just completely smoking everybody in the Mamas, dude. Like, it's it's crazy light and night and day how crazy the difference has been for Inter-Miami there. They were up, four, uh, they were up 3-0. Until Alejandro Bedoya came in and gave Philly a little bit of life, and then they still put him away right before the end with a 4 1. Yeah, and I watched a couple of the, I think I watched the second half, but the first half I watched uh, the highlights of it. And I'm <coughs> like, I'm just wondering, like, Andre Blake for two of the four goals seemed like he was, like, his feet weren't set. Like, yeah. he was coming back, like, running back towards his goal, and then the shot comes in and he's his feet isn't set yeah it's i'm so confused as to how you get caught not once but twice on it at the professional level like he's an international player and he won concacaf keep of the year right it's like he's a veteran like he's, the veterans of yeah. the veterans in the mls a lot of yeah i agree a lot you of get the, caught like that bro like come on a lot of the things that we saw from him on some of these goals were like completely not what you expect from him the, the first goal was Joseph Martinez on a breakaway, and he was kind of bouncing, and he was running back, went a little bit two to one side, 
and Joseph put it well to the other side. But it was such a, like, a, just a simple counterattack that you would have thought that Andre Blake could have figured something out to get there. Uh, the 2-0, the Messi from 40 yards out. Yeah, it was like. I was also like, Jesus. Come on, man. Did not seem like he could get to that post from that far of a distance out. And then th- the 3-0, Jordi Alba's 1v1. I mean, it was a good 1v1 with a little bit of a slight angle. He couldn't beat him. Yeah, no, yeah. It seemed like they were in the hole off of a couple of freak counterattack plays that this Inter Miami seems to have mastered. It's yeah. like get it out to a Joseph Martinez, to a Messi, to a Taylor, whoever's out wide. Get a little combination to them, and boom. I'm gonna shot, one of them shot. is in. Yeah. One of them's through. One of them gets a long shot, and they go in. They've been going in. And they all start with Sergio Busquets. Yeah. Sergio Busquets is the mastermind of everything right because Sergio Busquets gets the ball and he knows the pace of the game and when he has to go fast he gives it to Messi and the quality of Messi is phenomenal and he just gets it to one of the players one of those players either gives it back or gets that shot away and done yeah right so it's just they need to figure one Sergio Busquets out press him but other than that like you need to watch just be tight on everybody I think Philly kind of knew it because if you watch uh, the uh, beginning of the first half, they were taking Sergio Busquets out. There were two to three plays where they like legit laid his ass out. But I think Inter does a really good job of knowing once you get it to Busquets, if he can get it forward and you get one to two to three touches out of the forwards, you're on. You're yeah. through. You've defeated the whole damn back line and they were doing that and that's how they were able to get through so easily. This was not the Philly that we're accustomed to seeing. Definitely not. <laughs> they look so sloppy in the first half. They look scared. They look scared of Messi. They look scared of what they had in front of them. They were not just playing their normal ball. Yeah, I'm excited to see Nashville against Inter because Nashville does really well, like sitting but behind. Tight right? back line. Getting really tight, both the back line and the center, the center line, pues, those midfielders. So it's going to be really interesting when they don't have the ball, if they can be equally as tight and be equally as good on the counterattack, right? Because we know freaking um, Mukhtar is phenomenal going forward. Yeah. So they just, and then if they can get a corner and have Zimmerman go up there and give me a header there, like it's going to be a really interesting game. But yeah. I think overall it's going to be a tougher game for Nashville than it's going to be for me. Yeah, Miami. easy. Even some of my coworkers coming up to me and they're like, how is Inter Miami in last place, but they're in the championship? <laughs> and I'm like, separate tournament, you guys, separate tournament. Shout um, out to you guys. Shout out to all y'all. Um, but yeah, they've been listening in and they're like, how are they in the champ, about to be champions, but they're last. So they like hear us talk about them and then they look it up and then. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, some of them, they've been following the Women's World Cup and then they're go. like, oh shit, Messi's here now. And then they start looking into that. No, but yeah, this Inter-Miami team is looking like the real deal. They're looking like the moment that they come back to MLS. It's going to be tough to beat them there as well. I think uh, they're going to play in Nashville, though, which is going to be tough. Uh, so we'll see if uh, if that makes any difference I mean, for them. That's what we said about Philly, and look what happened. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting, to say yeah, the least. Messi and friends did not give no fucks where no. it was. So yeah, it's going to be tough. All right, I think that's it, Cesar. All right, Cesar, let's bring it on home with what we're excited about. 
give us some stuff to watch over the weekend. Some Man City against Newcastle. Your tune. Up the tune. Uh, you have Newcastle really coming off of a big win against a Man City who just lost Kevin De Bruyne. Um, so it's going to be interesting how Manchester City can uh, readjust to losing such an important player. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. We got Tottenham versus Manchester United. I think that's going to be a good game. We've been saying this second week should be a good gauge for a lot of these teams on how they're actually going to do. Uh, Manchester United looked good, but not. I don't think as great as they thought. So Tottenham will be a good matchup Who, without Harry Kane. Let's see if they can survive. Uh, we got Arsenal against Crystal Palace this weekend as well. Um, your Arsenal plays, a, they play away. So it's going to be a good matchup up at Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace is losing some interesting players. Um, they lost Wilfred Saha this summer. Mm-hmm. We got West Ham versus Chelsea. Edson Alvarez may get his first couple of minutes. Uh, is West Ham going to be without Lucas Paqueta as well? Chelsea sure. is signing everyone and they mamas too. So a lot of changes yeah, on both in, of these squads. And Chelsea as well. Maybe Caicedo will be starting soon. If not this game, maybe the next one. Yeah. We also got Real Betis against Atletico de Madrid. You know, this Atletico team looks revamped. Um, they just won, I think it was 3-1, mm. with a banger of a goal from Memphis Depay. So hopefully they can pick it up. Yeah, Griezmann's looking like his young self again too. Uh, we'll see what Cholo's got for the season. Sevilla versus Alaves. Uh, Tecatito's been confirmed that he's staying at Sevilla. Uh, and Sevilla lost their first game, but... And they just lost the the Super Cup now. So we'll see how that affects them in league. Last year they had a little bit of time where they were kind of relegation zone scare. We'll see if they can get out of it. Uh, this weekend we get Bundesliga back. We get uh, Leverkusen versus Leipzig, I think, is the biggest game that I saw in there. That'll be a lot of fun. It's always good to see some of these teams, one new players they got, see who's going to get sold to the Premier League in the next couple seasons. Half the team, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, we got Spain against England for the Women's World Cup final. Yeah. We know all the drama that's been going on with the Spanish national team. Um, and England has just seemed like a really stacked squad. Um, they get... They get Lauren James back. They get Lauren James back. Uh, so it's going to be a really tough matchup. It's going to be really fun to watch. Is it coming home? We'll see. I want Spain to win, but maybe it'll come home. Va venir a casa. <laughs> uh, we get the Liga we get uh, we get the Liga Mekis. We get Liga Mekis back. We got Pumas versus Toluca, Cruz Azul versus Santos, Cruz Azul versus Santos. Uh we get a first look at the new Cruz Azul coach, Joaquin Moreno, who's in place of Tuca Ferretti. Will that solve players not being able to score damn goals? I don't think so, but we'll see what comes out of that. And the last game we got on here is Atlas against America. America comes from a disappointing exit out of the League's Cup in America standards. I don't know about your Chivas. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> but they play against uh, Atlas, a tough team. So excited to have Liga Mekis back. Yeah, it's going to get popping this weekend. Yes, sir. Football por todos lados. All right, folks. I think that's all that we got for you guys. We hope that you guys enjoyed that. Uh, we have been moving on socials. We're on Goals TV now with our, our homies over there. We just did a podcast with them that's on YouTube, on a little bit more about us, a little yeah. bit more about the podcast and how we got started. So if you guys would like to hear more about that, jump over to Goals with the Z TV on YouTube. Uh, we'll link it in our socials too. 
but yeah, we've been moving with that. We started posting our own full video podcasts on YouTube as well. So if you guys like us and want to see us more visually, see how socially awkward we are here, uh, jump on YouTube and you guys will find it on there. Uh, we, we got the drinkity drinks here <laughs> with us. Uh, but yeah, follow us on social media. Subscribe to us on uh, podcasts if you guys already haven't. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, whatever you guys got. It really helps us out to be seen by other people. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace, Peace everyone.